You are listening to episode number 21 of the You Are Nourished podcast. If you've ever gone on a diet to lose weight but found that nothing shifted or no matter how much exercise or healthy eating you do, your weight simply does not budge, then there might be underlying reasons for this that have nothing to do with diet or exercise. So in this episode, we're going to explore what those might be. Get yourself comfy and stay tuned. Are you tired of dieting, fed up with constantly stressing out about food and sick to death of feeling like absolute rubbish because no matter how hard you try, you just can't seem to get control over your eating habits? Well, my love, you are in the right place. I'm Lauren Gafer. I'm a nutritional therapist and a mindset coach. I'm a mum of two and I happen to be partial to an oat milk latte and a Friday night gin and tonic. But I am mostly on a mission to make sure that you never go on another diet. On this podcast, my goal is to liberate you from restrictive and unsustainable diets by learning how to eat more intuitively, teaching you how to nourish yourself in body and mind, and helping you feel the best you've ever felt without ever counting another calorie again. Let's dive into today's episode. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. Now, if you are a long-time listener to this podcast or if you've been following me for a while or you're a member of my club, no, you have not entered the twilight zone. You may have looked at the title of this particular episode and thought to yourself, what's she doing? Lauren, what's going on? Why are you suddenly giving us weight loss tips? Don't worry, I have not gone over to the dark side. (laughs) I'm not going to suddenly be giving you tips to lose weight. What this episode is about, and actually upcoming episodes that I'm going to be recording for you, is helping you to understand some underlying causes that might be going on inside your body that could be making it really, really difficult for you to shift any unwanted weight, or you might be finding it really hard to get your metabolism going, or even get your energy going. So there's a number of things that might be going on that are happening inside your body that you just might not really be aware of. So whilst this is not a five tips to lose weight fast, 100% is not that at all and will never will be. And as I'm sure you know, if you've been following me for a while, but this is about helping you to understand your body a little bit better and take a holistic approach to your health that is not simply about eating less to lose weight. So if you've ever been on a diet, chances are you've been on a diet because you want to lose weight. And even though I don't normally talk about this, you know, in a huge amount of detail, it's important that you understand, you know, why potentially everything you've tried just hasn't worked. Because I understand if you're feeling very, very stuck, if you're eating really healthily and you're exercising and yet you're still just kind of stuck at a place that's making you feel really, really uncomfortable, then that can be really, really demoralizing and and it can make you think, well, nothing's working, so I might as well not even bother. I'm just gonna go back to sitting on the sofa and not bother with the exercise and not bother with the healthy eating because this isn't really doing anything. And whilst I'm all about motivating you to have healthier habits for your nourishment and for your overall health, it can feel really demotivating when you are trying all the things and nothing is really happening for you. And it's really important for you to also understand that calories in, calories out is a very archaic way of looking at the body and of looking at weight loss and is why diets don't work 
and all the things that you've been bashed over the head about for decades around dieting are largely unsustainable and ineffective. So like I said, this isn't a follow me for weight loss tips scenario at all. It is about helping you to understand your body better. And I'm going to share with you today three of the most common underlying reasons that I see that I saw in my nutritional therapy practice and also that I see um, amongst the people that I work with that come up time and time again for many of us, you know, living in the 21st century, being mums, grandparents, being pulled in all sorts of different directions, and also given the diets and the lifestyles that many of us are following that can lead to these particular underlying causes of making it difficult for you to shift any unwanted weight if that is unhealthy for you. So the three main reasons that I see are number one, inflammation. Number two, overworked adrenals, aka chronic stress. And number three, an underactive thyroid. And I'm going to go through each of these as a sort of top line overview in today's episode to give you a little bit more understanding of how these three things are impacting your body. And then over the next three episodes, my goodness, you lucky things, you have so much to look forward to, I'm going to be going into each of them in more detail and giving you dietary and lifestyle tips to help you address them. All right, so number one inflammation. So this might be a word that you've heard bandied around a lot, but you don't really understand what it is. So inflammation happens inside the body for all sorts of different reasons. And there are two main types of inflammation. There is uh, acute inflammation and there is chronic inflammation. Now, Acute inflammation is a life-saving process that happens inside the body when you injure yourself. Say, for example, you sprain your ankle and it becomes swollen. That is acute inflammation. And that might go on for, you know, anywhere between three days and three weeks, but ultimately it dies down. So any kind of acute pain, acute injury is the inflammation, is the body's immune response, and it's a way to protect the body from further injury. So that is acute inflammation. And that happens as a a life-saving protective mechanism inside all of our bodies. The second type of inflammation is chronic inflammation, and that is likely something that goes on for years and years. And there may not be an actual cure for that inflammation, although there might be strategies that you can do to help to reduce that inflammation, to alleviate your symptoms, to reduce pain, um, and to you know live more comfortably. And I'll be sharing some of those actually in, in the next episode. So you may have a diagnosis for an inflammatory condition, such as inflammatory bowel disease, rheumatoid arthritis, ulcerative colitis, psoriasis, diabetes, cardiovascular disease, I could go on. There are many chronic inflammatory conditions that millions of people live with day to day. And you may be on some kind of cocktail of medication as well. And that can also be really quite damaging to the liver and the digestive system. It can also lead to weight gain and difficulty losing weight if you're on a lot of different medications. So it can be a bit of a sort of, you know, frustrating, vicious circle to, you know, have an inflammatory condition that is causing you to gain weight and not allowing you to be in a healthy weight range and also be on all this medication that's doing that as well. So that's, you know, a chronic inflammatory condition. 
But also inflammation can increase as your weight increases. And this can lead to certain hormonal changes inside the body. For example, insulin and leptin, which are two hormones that control glucose metabolism. So insulin is responsible for glucose metabolism. When you eat a carbohydrate food, insulin is released by the pancreas and it metabolizes that glucose. It turns it into energy or it stores it inside the body. So we need insulin and you can become insulin resistant as your inflammation increases. Leptin is another hormone inside the body that tells you when to eat and actually when to stop eating. And you can become leptin resistant. So those triggers don't work as well. And it can make it difficult for you to know, you know, when you're full and when it's time to stop eating. So that can actually increase your appetite as this inflammation increases. So there's like a bit of a vicious circle going on with inflammation potentially causing you to gain weight, weight gain causing more inflammation and these hormonal changes happening that can also kind of bring your body to a bit of a standstill and make it very, very difficult for you to to, to make any changes. And you know, no matter what you do, you know, you might be in this situation and your doctor might say, well, you need to go and lose weight. And you're like, yeah, okay, so what do I do then? Well, here's a pamphlet for Slimming World. Oh, okay. And so off you go on your Slimming World and actually nothing budges, nothing changes and you're actually putting more stress on your body. So when your body is inflamed like this, it is a, a physical stress on the body. It doesn't want to be chronically inflamed, but it is a, a physical stress to the body. And the primary focus for the body at this stage is going to be survival and healing. It's not going to be weight loss. So being put on a diet at this point and being told to restrict your calories or go on a 12-week meal replacement shake diet, that's going to put even more stress on the body, which is going to increase that inflammation. So whilst you might be being told you've got to lose weight, whilst you might be feeling you know, uncomfortable in your body and, and desiring weight loss to feel more comfortable, actually the means for getting there, i.e. calorie restriction and dieting, are literally making it so much worse. So we want to be, you know, looking at ways to reduce inflammation first and foremost, as opposed to going down the, well, I need to eat less to to reduce my, my weight. I need to, you know, decrease my caloric intake to lose the weight. That's not going to work. And that's where the calories in, calories out thing is just, we need to throw that out the window at this point. We need to be dealing with the inflammation first and foremost as the underlying condition. And then that's when you might see, you know, changes begin to happen. And like I said, in upcoming episodes, I'll be giving you some more uh, tools and strategies to help you with these underlying mechanisms first. So the second cause that I, I see so often, especially in women, but in men as well, are overworked adrenals. I've probably talked about adrenals before. Our adrenal glands are little sort of walnut-shaped glands that sit atop our kidneys, and they are responsible for our stress hormones, adrenaline, cortisol, and they are life-saving. We need these hormones to protect us. So when we are stressed, when we are presented with an external stress, our body will protect us by releasing adrenaline and cortisol and making sure that the bodily functions that are not essential at that time are shut down and the bodily functions that we do need. So we need more oxygen, we need more glucose, we need more energy. All of those things are going to you know, come to the forefront to enable us to 
fight or flight, the stressor that is invading us at this moment. Now, this life-saving mechanism is is designed for perhaps a more primal environment. We were always taught in college to um, think of a saber-toothed tiger, but that's not a really common occurrence in, you know, day-to-day life. So the body doesn't know the difference between a saber-toothed tiger and your kids bickering or any number of things that you might be experiencing in your life that are causing you stress. It simply responds to the stimulus of stress on your external environment and will put you in this fight or flight mode. Now, the problem is, is that we live in a fight or flight mode so, so, so much that we are constantly releasing cortisol and adrenaline and this is leading us to overeat and have more cravings for a number of different reasons. So when cortisol is released by the body, it releases glucose because we need that glucose store, we need that sugar to to be converted to energy so that we can run away from this tiger. But actually, quite often we're not having to run away from a tiger and this, this big spike of glucose in the bloodstream leads to a very quick dip of glucose in the bloodstream, which leads to cravings. So quite often when we're stressed, we've got a lot of sugar cravings and we're reaching for sugary foods and we're, you know, that our diet is consisting of refined carbohydrates and lots and lots of sugar and that we all know is not ideal for our waistline. Also, when you're stressed, typically, you know, you might be really busy and you just might not be taking good care of yourself. You might not be eating properly. You might have erratic eating habits. You might be overeating. You might be reaching for a lot of convenience foods because you don't have time to cook properly. So it's kind of a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy uh, and a vicious circle in that, you know, you're stressed and that's that's causing you to, to eat badly and those habits are causing you more stress. So it all becomes a little bit messy. So again, we want to work on helping you to support and nourish your adrenals first, rather than going, oh God, I've gained all this weight because I'm so stressed. Quick, I better go on a diet to lose the weight. No, no, no. We need to deal with the adrenals first. How do we nourish those? How do we reduce that cortisol? What can we put in place to help you manage your stress so that you are eating more nourishing food, so that you are taking better care of yourself, so that you are prioritizing your sleep, all of those kinds of things. So those are the things that we want to be working on first, not just rushing straight to the nearest diet, going back to calories in, calories out, and then realizing, well, this isn't working for me. Why? Well, because dieting is a stress on the body. And as we've spoken about before, restriction, physical restriction, mental restriction, increases cortisol in the body. And that is an actual stress, which is going to lead to more cravings and reaching for more sugary foods and yada, yada, all the rest of it. So you you can feel a little bit stuck in this cycle. You know, stress can be really, really debilitating, but it can also lead you to stress about yourself and your body and seek unhealthy solutions for changing your body when actually we want to be dealing with mental health and emotional nourishment first and foremost. And like I said, as this is part of a four episode series in a couple of weeks time, I will be sharing some tips with you on how to reduce cortisol and how to manage stress better and and nourish those poor, overworked, stressed out adrenals so that we can feel more balanced. Again, is about taking those, you know, behaviours and putting health first 
and not simply rushing to a quick fix solution. Oh, I've got to get rid of this weight quickly because it just won't. It just won't come off at all. You're just going to stay stuck in this place of, you know, feeling unhappy with yourself and it causing you more stress. So the third one that I see a lot, and I used to see a lot of this in my clinical practice, it's something that I have struggled with on a personal level, and that is thyroid. And I know that there are millions of women around the world and men struggling with thyroid conditions, be it an overactive thyroid, an underactive thyroid, thyroid nodules, goiters, you know, any number of things. You know, it is a very sensitive gland, and it it's responsible for so many mechanisms. In fact, the, the like the whole functioning of the body, that when it's out of whack, it can affect literally every single part of your body. So it can be very, very debilitating when you have a thyroid illness. And, you know, it can be quite severe. It can be helped and, and put under control. But when it's bad, it can be really bad. And, you know, weight gain and difficulty losing weight can be one of the symptoms of uh, thyroid disease. In fact, that might be something that led you to go to the doctor and say, hey, look, I'm, you know, I'm dieting, I'm, you know, exercising, I'm drinking water, I'm eating healthily, but I literally cannot shift a pound. And they might do a blood panel and you might be diagnosed at that point with an underactive thyroid. And that could be the reason why you were struggling. So, you know, it's worth investigating why you're struggling with certain things. And alongside that, especially with an underactive thyroid, you might have fatigue, constipation, very dry skin, your hair might be thinning, you might be very depressed. So, you know, there are a lot, a lot of very far reaching symptoms that can all be led back to the thyroid, but it's very often misdiagnosed, um, especially, uh, you know, constipation, that might be misdiagnosed diagnosed as some sort of, you know, IBS or something, or depression, you might be put on anti antidepressants, when in fact, it's your underactive thyroid that is causing the depression and not the fact that you are depressed. And so the medication, you know, might not be the right one at all. So it's always worth asking for a full blood panel and getting your thyroid checked, because it's very, very common for there to be some abnormalities going on there. And I will talk about this in more detail in the thyroid episode in a few weeks time um, and give you some resources on where to get blood tests and what to look out for and symptoms and that kind of thing. And I'll be sharing in a little bit more detail my own personal journey um, with my thyroid because I have an underactive thyroid. I have uh, autoimmune thyroid disease, also known as Hashimoto's. And, uh, you know, for many years I did struggle with that, which is, you know, now I believe quite under control although, you know, it can go up and down depending on, on, you know, what else is going on in my life. So there's two things to understand um, about thyroid is that an underactive thyroid can be triggered by stress. C point two. So if you are struggling with chronic stress and have been for many years, if you've, if you've suffered a trauma, um, or, you know, something significant has happened, that can, that intense stress can trigger a thyroid issue. So these two are very, very intricately connected. Also, yo-yo dieting and severe calorie controlled diets and calorie restriction can also trigger an underactive thyroid. Because if you're not getting enough calories, then your metabolism slows down and that can trigger an underactive thyroid because when you have an underactive thyroid, your metabolism is very, very slow. And that's why you struggle with things like low mood and depression and constipation. Everything is slowed down. On the flip side of that, if you have an overactive or a hyperthyroidism, then everything is very sped up. You could be very anxious. Um, you could have diarrhea. 
So there's a lot of other symptoms that could be happening as a result of hyperthyroidism that are the opposite of the hypothyroidism um, symptoms. But it's most common, especially in, in women, that it is an underactive thyroid. And the majority of underactive thyroid conditions are actually driven by an autoimmune condition, i.e. Hashimoto's. So again, that is to do with your immune system and also inflammation. So all of these are connected, the inflammation, the stress, the, the thyroid, it's all very, very intricately linked. And, and you may be struggling with all of these or one of these, or one of them may tr be triggering another one, which is why it's so important for us to look at our bodies as holistic beings. We are not simply one body system. We are multiple body systems that all work intricately together which is why there is no one-size-fits-all approach to health and no one-size-fits-all low-calorie diet that is going to fix your problem if you've got all of these things going on and will likely make them even worse. So when you are making changes to your diet and to your habits and behaviours, it's really important to start with health first. How can I reduce inflammation? How can I reduce my stress levels and take better care of myself? How are these habits and behaviours going to improve my quality of life and going to help me feel better and give me more energy? Not how is this going to make me lose weight fast? Because at the end of the day, that solution A isn't going to work and B is actually going to make all these problems so much worse. So I always want you to be looking at underlying reasons and root causes for specific symptoms in your body rather than always rushing to you know try and change everything at once and to that you know that one dietary solution which is we'll just eat less and the weight will come off because if you've got these things going on then it's just not going to so to recap inflammation chronic stress and thyroid can make it really difficult for you to shift any weight. And if you're trying dieting to do that, then it's more than likely going to make those things so much worse. So I hope this has been helpful and useful for you today. And like I said, in the upcoming episodes, I'm going to be going into each of these in more detail and giving you tips and strategies for diet and lifestyle to help you address them. I will see you next week. Thank you so much for choosing to spend your valuable time with me today. If you enjoyed this episode and found it helpful, I would truly appreciate it if you shared it with a friend. Also, don't forget you can find all the resources, links and show notes over at youarenourished.com forward slash podcast. See you next week. Bye for now.